Coffee Carmen Connection is about being human. It's about you choosing to prioritize your well-being, putting the time in to strengthen your resilience to adversity, and being part of a community that holds you accountable and offers support when the going gets tough. Our podcasts bring expert insight and real-life experiences together for you to enjoy and learn what it is that makes us human and how to work with it. So let me answer the question, who the f*** is Sarah? Because that's my new favourite question that's ever been asked of me ever. I am the same as everybody else, but perhaps with a little bit more weirdness to me. Or it might not be weirdness, it might be openness. It might be I wear what's in my head on my sleeve in a very transparent way. And I've always been told that if I think it, you can see it on my face. So I am, I think the same as everybody else. But that means, I suppose, that I'm 37, I've got three kids, I've got three limited companies. One I'm not really involved in, my husband runs it and it's a hobby business and one is about to launch and one has been going for two years. I did have another business but it did not do any planning properly so it did not work. And I have worked as as an employee several times didn't work out for me for a number of reasons. Um, I think that might be one of the reasons that I'm not the same as everybody else. That just might be a more difficult chip that's in my brain. But essentially, I've struggled with um, with mental health on a level that's not diagnosable and it's not critical and it doesn't stop me progressing in my day-to-day life, but it does impact me on a day-to-day basis. So I think somebody said it a while ago, which I thought was incredible. It's like the modern day flu. You always feel just a little bit unwell. I'm never ill. I'm never like, I need to get into bed and stay there for three days. I'm never ill. I don't get sickness bugs. I don't get temperatures. I don't get any of that stuff, but I always feel just a little bit ill. I wake up every morning with a headache. I've got permanent ache in my jaw because I clench my teeth. I have to wear a very attractive um, gum shield at night because because I grind my teeth so much. I have a backache all the time. If I get if I get really stressed, it impacts my physical. So if I go for a run, my knee goes, my back goes, my ankle goes, and I've always got some kind of ailment. I'm just always a little bit under the weather. And I feel like we've all lost the ability to wake up and be not a little bit unwell, be genuinely free of the to-dos and the what-fors and the worries and the over-anxiety and this like ridiculous mental meld of crapness that's just constantly there, making you feel just a little bit anxious, driving just a little bit too fast, like trying to do three things at once instead of one because it's more efficient and you know you've got to get this deadlines on on the, the place. And I, I remember working with somebody years ago. And she once said to me that her and her partner's biggest fight is she's about the journey. He's about the destination. So they'll go for a walk and she'll be like, oh, let's go down this road. This looks pretty. And he's like, no, we're going to the park. And she's like, yeah, but we can get there this way. Just takes a bit longer. And they had this kind of tussle between them. And I thought, I'm a destinations person. And the only destination is death, right? That's the only place we're going. So so why can I not make the journey a bit more of a priority to me? And so I've so literally my my teens my 20s my 30s I'm 37 now that's who I've been 
asked. But when I had my my youngest, and he's five now, so I was 31, because I had this life plan that I'd have to have all my children by 32, because that would mean the youngest would be 18 by 50. So you get a bit of the obsessive compulsive way that I think about stuff. And I had my son on the, the 21st of May, 2015, and I turned 32 on the 10th of June. So there's a life plan that worked really well. Anyway, so, but I really suffered with postnatal depression. So I think it was general depression and I think it was, it happened postnatally. So those two things happened. And my husband and I had a horrific period. We nearly broke up. The kids were in all kinds of meltdown. My middle daughter was diagnosed with, autis uh, with autism. Like it was just a really shit period. And I remember, because everybody had said to me before, antidepressants. And I was like, no, never doing that. And I did. And I went on antidepressants for, I think it was 12 months. Because once I made the decision to do it, I was like, right, you're going to do it. You're going to do it properly. But you will never go on them again. You will find a way out of this because this is not who I want to be. It's not where I want to be. It's not why I want to be here. So that's what I did. And at the same time, I um, did an eight-week mindfulness course um, and I learned about meditation. I turned one of our bedrooms into the Zen Den uh, with a beanbag that I made, which is now in the loft and is too big to actually go anywhere. But And I really tried to get into the meditation. But one of the problems that I had was that it was always the last thing to do. And when I tried to do it, I was tired or I was felt really unwell because by the end of the day, about four o'clock, generally, it's four o'clock now, I start to feel fluey every time, every day, right? What even is that? Um, I go to bed at eight or nine o'clock because I literally don't know how to turn off. The only way I know how to shut down is if I sleep um, and, and I can't shut down otherwise. So I, I must go to sleep to be able to shut down. So Loads and loads of stuff happened. So I started doing an awful lot of reading around uh, nutrition, around exercise, around sleep, around um, meditation, around habits. And I've always been quite researchy and interested in that kind of stuff. I did a psychology A-level and should have done it for degree because I'm so interested in the way the mind works. So I do tend to retain information in that respect. I retain nothing else, but uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested in that kind of way of thinking. So, so that is sort of the background that leads me to suddenly where I've got to with Coffee Calm Connection. And and I, I really feel really feel for the first time in my adult life that, that I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing something that's going to help me um, inside and outside and hopefully help others. Because I cannot believe that I am such an anomaly that lives like this. I just don't think that's true. Although it might be. <laughs> Boston Tullis started in 2019 uh, and Boston Tullis is a marketing and management consultancy and we work predominantly with the insurance industry and it's mainly me. So I spent the first 18 months of Boston Tullis really hard grind uh, and, and had an awful lot of, I suppose, mental stressors, absolutely felt the imposter syndrome, spent 99.9% .9 of my life operating on some massive overwhelm burnout period. And when I look back, actually, that's been me forever. They used to joke that, um, like I say, they, friends and family used to joke that I'd have a heart attack by the time I was 30. And now it's just pushed to by the time I'm 40, because I operate on a level that a lot of people don't. And I always have done. And as a result, I've always been relatively highly strung, always quite stressed and, and anxious, I suppose. But I push through it all the time. And Boston Tullis was no different. And actually, Boston Tullis was probably the hardest challenge that I've had uh, from a professional 
perspective and I don't really separate work and family life and never really have but what I do do is sort of make a plan and if I'm here and I want to get there I need to put steps a b c in and then as soon as I've got to step c I'm like that wasn't good enough you need to do d e f and I'm just always piling the pressure on Boston Tullis was really really hard Fast forward to um, beginning of 2020, things were starting to look up with Boston Tullis. Uh, some of the, the hard work was starting to pay off, but there were still lots and lots of things going on that weren't very good for my mental health. And then COVID hit. And one of the other hats that I wear is I'm a volunteer for the Chartered Institute of Insurance. And I do their, uh, the Cambridge Institute, and I do their CPD points, uh, uh, CPD events. And I put on an event in May to coincide with Mental Health Week. I, I organised it and I pulled in Zoe from Work Live Thrive to do the event uh, and it went down really well. And I always remember in that event, I was speaking to somebody and her name was Linda and she was really struggling more than I perhaps have ever struggled in my life and it broke my heart we went into a little um like a zoom chat room there was a, a small group of us we all broke off to have a discussion point and she was really sharing stuff about how low she felt she struggled with chronic pain wasn't able to get to her physio didn't her income uh, didn't allow her to go and get the extra help for mental health her employer wasn't supportive and yeah she was just broken so i came off that event and I said to Zoe, look, why don't your business Work Live Thrive and my business Boston Tullis put on the June mental health reboot and we'll call it Coffee Calm and Connection and we'll just encourage one hour a week on a Friday people to come from the Chartered Institute of Insurance and use it as a chance to be vulnerable, be human, talk about issues, do a little bit of meditation, a little bit of psychoeducation around why we feel the way we do, why we behave the way we do, and just encourage maybe a little bit of some support. And I'll let Linda know because I'd like Linda to come because I think maybe she would benefit. Anyway, we did and we raised 700 and something pound for Mind, which was incredible. And then the CII asked us to keep doing it. And some of the feedback out of that was that we need this stuff in our life but we can't do an hour a week. So what can we do? So anyway, a whole load of things happened, but I found the Coffee Calm Connection really helpful for me. And what I found really, really helpful about it was there was a group of people talking about real things. So one guy was saying how you can see that Julie is online 12 hours a day and he can't be. And he was panicking that his employer was watching. And, and someone else said that um, this big idea that you're no, you're no longer traveling, so you've got extra time to be productive. And this is, I mean, I've heard this theme over and over and over again. But how do you deal with it when you've got all of this extra time, but you've got zero brain capacity and your brain's like custard or some kind of weird rock that stopped being able to understand or comprehend or, or do anything. Um, and people were saying this all the time. And I also read something at the beginning of lockdown and it was, it was something like in lockdown, you should start a new business, learn a new skill, learn a new language. If you can't do one of those things, you never lacked time, you lacked dedication. And I remember looking at that and going, oh, I should definitely learn Spanish. And then, and I've got three kids, right? And homeschooling's not not fun. And they're young. So it's actually a disaster. And I remember going, oh my God, I, how, I really should be learning Spanish because this is absolutely right. And it took me about a month and probably a 
not far off full mental breakdown of going, oh, no, no, I cannot learn a language. In fact, all I can do to get through this day is take one minute by one minute. And if they don't do maths and I'm five minutes late to the call and I haven't quite managed to get all my prospecting done today, that's okay. If I have managed to keep my children alive and make sure they've cleaned their teeth and have something nutritious to eat, even if it's in amongst a whole load of bad stuff, it's okay. And it took me so long to get to that mental state. And sometimes I'm still not there. But the Coffee Calm Connection things really helped me with that, talking about kindness and gratitude and and and, and self-awareness and emotional signaling and how to understand what your body's trying to tell you because you need to live more in your body and less out your, and, and not so much in your mind with all of your to-do lists and you should have some could have some would haves. So I've learned so much from, from what I've done in Coffee Come Connection with Zoe and with some um, um, amazing clinical psychologists that I'm working with. Um, and I feel like other people could learn it too and it would help. And I'm not your traditional meditator, um, fitness, nutritionist, extraordinaire. I'm just not. But maybe if I can learn it, then other people can. So what what we kind of decided was, if I'm going to take my journey then um, and, and work out what's helped me, it makes sense to look at other people's journeys and work out what's helped them. And then the team of wellbeing consultants and clinical psychologists that we've got have a look at those journeys and those stories, which we've done through podcasting and um, pull out certain themes that are quite generic to every single one of us. However amazing you are, I'll be very, very surprised if you haven't dealt with stress, anxiety, burnout, overwhelm, depression at all, ever. Everybody's got a story to tell in that space. So, so that's what we're doing, telling the stories, pulling out the themes and giving practical tools, but in short five-minute boosts a day with some additional online community tools and things that can help as well. Uh, and the overall idea is that if we build this business to help professional services, not with all the fluffy stuff, with actual proven scientific techniques that can really genuinely help, if we can build a business that can do that to the professional services industry and we can build it successfully, we can take some of those profits and put into a social enterprise to help the people who don't, who can't afford it but also need the same tools. So we can look at sort of low income areas. And I'm thinking of projects like The Haven. And there's another, um, there's another, there's a book that I want to tell you about. Oh, so Hilary Cottom's book, Radical Help. So what she did, and I'm paraphrasing probably badly, what she did was she developed a process in, in really low income areas and homelessness uh, shelters to to live on site with people and, and, and really help them reframe how they thought. So every decision made why did you do that? Let's have a look, et cetera, et cetera, and actually change the lives of these people. And it was initially a pilot, government pilot project. It absolutely blew every boundary out of the water and hit everything that they wanted it to hit, but then funding was pulled. What if we could develop something that can fund these type of projects? Mm -hmm. that's, what, that's what this is about. That's what, that's what I want to be able to do. It's just a generalized, let's not be poised and professional and proper and blah, and let's just be normal human beings that have problems and vulnerabilities and crazy custard brain and um, all of that kind of stuff. Okay, so I've explained a bit about who I am and what I believe in and why I'm doing it. One of the things that I have developed with Coffee Calm Connection and that I think is really, really important in every single 
aspect of life is is having a team, right? So I am not a clinical psychologist or a mental health well-being or a meditation coach or a hypnosis coach or a habits coach or any other kind of coach. I'm an entrepreneurial mom with three kids, but I know what needs to be done for me. And I'm hoping that is helpful for others. So what we've built at Coffee Calm Connection is a team of people. So we have a team of clinical psychologists, well-being coaches and hypnosis um, uh, therapists, counsellors. And, and everything that we are producing is produced by them based on a case study of which I might be one, of which you might be one, of which every single person in the world might be one. If you've got a story, tell us because that story, we can anonymize it if we need to, but the story is the person, it's you. So how, what sort of things can you help? And I'm also, I'm not a big fan of like really hugely medicalized stuff. This is not about mental illness. This is about mental wellness. So we've developed the team, we've developed the methodology to get the message out. Um, and we've got people that want to share their stories and so that's the power of this. The power of it is that we've got the team. So there's loads of different perspectives and it's and it's um, and the, the different perspectives will something might hook you. Something might hook me. Something might resonate really strongly with Bob down the road and the same thing Jill might absolutely hate. But because we are all individual, we're all unique and we're all vulnerable. If you can just tap into those those things and listen to other people's stories you'll find something that resonates and if it just helps a little bit then I think it's worth it mm. that's what that's one of the things that I'm quite excited about and and that I think we've got really right so so I have a headspace account a calm account meditate me account I have all of these accounts and I have every so often I get in the the zen zone and I'm like right I'm going to meditate today and blah 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 but then I fall off it because ugh, life takes over. You forget whatever. We just don't feel like it one day and you give yourself permission to have the day off and it's gone. But the, the things that I think are different with, with Coffee Calm Connection are, firstly, there's an online community group within Coffee Calm Connection, which is not social media, but is almost like social media in terms of the connection you have with others, to be able to say to somebody, I'm really struggling today, I lost a big sale and I really needed it. So there's there's the connection element and that's always been critical because it's not it's not connection with facelessness, it's actual human connection, firstly. Secondly, we also offer uh, monthly webinars, which are on the same basis that, that the whole process started. Again, small group chats and face-to-face -face really um, connected community. And secondly, it's not just the meditations, it's sort of psychoeducation as well. And that's what I think is really interesting. When you know why this meditation helps, for me anyway, when I know why, I'm more inclined to do it. And if you tell me why in short little bursts and you only make me do a couple of little meditations a day, I can do that. But also you're delivering it to me and saying, here, do this. You chose to do it, do it. So don't do it. You get a whole load of stuff saying, why not? You wanted to be here. So what can we do to help you? What is it that isn't working for you? Is it the time of day you get the, the message? Is it is it the messaging? Like what else do you need? And on top of that, there's a, um, a number sort of, it's almost like a, a library inside the 
the portal where there's articles and videos and additional podcast content webinars that you can access that you know in your own time when it's helpful so yes i think there's a, a massive amount there that is quite different from the traditional stuff Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Your reviews, shares and followership is incredibly valuable to us. If you'd like to know more about our work through Coffee Carmen Connection and how we can support you, please email us at hello at coffeecarmconnection.org or follow us on social media. Thank you.